Hello, this is Frank Falvey with Prank Presents, and today we're going to be talking about rank voting. And my guest this morning is Cecilia Calabrese. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Frank. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. Uh, currently, I am an elected official in the town of the city known as the town of Agawam. I'm serving as the vice president of the city council. I am in the middle of my ninth term, having been elected number one on the ballot. I, I, I have to brag a little bit um, for the last two election cycles because the reason that's so important to me is Agawam is comprised of approximately 30,000 people. And our elections are all at large. We have 11 people on the city council quite frequently we have a very large field. So for the voters of Agawam to put that kind of confidence in me, really, um, it's something I'm very proud of. And Agawam is actually where the Eastern States Exhibition is. We abut the Eastern States Exhibition. That actually happens in our neighboring city of uh, West Springfield. However, Agawam is home to Six Flags New England which uh, people are usually more familiar with than the actual town itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I miss the Eastern States Exposition, yeah. which would have been just ending at about this time of uh, uh, That's right. October. That's um, right. That's right. In fact, I still had Agawam Day, which is usually a Wednesday, marked off in my work calendar. And uh, we all really missed it, but hopefully it'll be back next year. And uh, you don't mind being called Cece? No, that's fine. I, you know, I, I, I kind of find that my full name is kind of a mouthful. And so one of the roles that I also play, although I'm not speaking to you in this capacity this morning, is I'm the president of the Massachusetts Municipal Association. And when I was first inaugurated in January, I was very clear, please just call me Cece. It's, it's so much easier and a lot more efficient. And so the Massachusetts uh, Municipal Association, is that comprised of elected officials? It is. The Massachusetts Municipal Association is an organization, a nonpartisan organization of the 351 cities and towns across Massachusetts. And we meet to advocate for um, the best interests of our communities in Massachusetts. However, I need to make clear that I'm not speaking on behalf of the MMA or in that capacity today. But you are part of a ranked choice voting uh, uh, opposition to the ballot, yes. uh, which is headquartered in, is it in Boston? Um, yeah, um, there, there are two uh, gentlemen that are really spearheading the no on two initiative, I guess you can call it, although it's not really an initiative per se, it's, it's sort of a grassroots movement. And they had asked me uh, to become involved out here in the Western part of the state. What, what is the concept of ranked choice voting? Maybe even before we get to the concept, how has voting worked uh, particularly uh, in New England. I've always pictured uh, you, every person has one vote. Um, 
in other words, you go to the polls and you only have one chance of voting for one person uh, that you believe should be elected. How, how has that worked throughout New England for these it's years? It's worked very well. I believe if you go through the Massachusetts Constitution, which I have not gone through with a fine-tooth comb, so I'll set that up right there, but I will tell this you was that... was written by John Adams. Thank you very much, yes. Um, it's always been one person, one vote. And that's a system that's worked very well. And I think that this ranked choice voting that's in question two really purports to solve a problem that doesn't exist. And I liken it to a drug company coming up with a medication to treat a non-existing disease. One vote, one person has worked since the, the inception of our Commonwealth. And there's no reason to change it, at this, you know, it, in, in my humble opinion. Am I right in saying that most people that go to the polls to vote are going with one candidate in mind and maybe have some familiarity around? And if there are four or five other candidates, they probably particularly haven't really looked into their background or their political belief. Absolutely. I know that when you have three or four candidates on a ballot, typically people familiarize themselves with their top choice. And what ranked choice voting does is it penalizes those people that have a strong affinity for one candidate over the other, say, two or three. In essence, what you're doing with ranked choice voting is A, either disenfranchising the people that only vote for one candidate or B, forcing voters to select a choice that they don't want. So you're really complicating the voting process by asking people to cast a ballot for more than one candidate at a time. The, this election coming up, we're voting for uh, a president. Yes. And I would say 90% of the people that are going to the polls uh, are, are really going to vote for the president. <laughs> Many people were probably not even familiar with, like in Norfolk here, you're, you're voting for a, a, a county treasurer. Uh, in Norfolk, uh, in the ballot here, uh, you're voting for a representative to the U.S. Congress. And you're voting on actually three ballot questions, two state and one local. And my sense is that no one particularly has looked at all the people you're voting for because the reason they're going to the polls is to vote for the president. I'd say that's a very uh, astute observation on your part. I think you're right. Presidential elections do tend to drive more voters out to the polls because of a strong preference of one candidate over another for president. Now, whether coattails derive from whomever ends up winning Massachusetts, that's yet to be seen. One of the things, and, and I don't mean to step back a little bit to the municipal side of things. Here in Agawam, we have 11 city councilors. If someone goes into the voting booth and accidentally or on purpose votes for 12 because the voter might 
feel like any one of those 12 would serve well on city council, that entire ballot is invalidated. So that's, that's another example of how people can be disenfranchised if they're forced to make a choice or if by accident they make a choice that they didn't intend or end up with a result that they didn't intend. So yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right as far as this particular presidential election year goes. I really feel here in Massachusetts um, that there are probably fewer undecided voters than we typically have in a presidential. I, I, I kind of get the, the feeling that people that are strongly supporting President Trump won't cross over. People that strongly support Vice President Biden won't cross over. So it'll be interesting to see what those down ballot elections turn out to be. And I think ranked choice voting only complicates that situation. Now, if this ranked choice voting passes, it will apply to municipal elections? Yes. It will apply to state elections? Yes. And it will also surprisingly apply to the federal election because state law governs uh, the election process, not federal law. That's right. So in the next presidential go-round, Massachusetts, uh, particularly in, in a primary, could have seven or eight or nine different candidates, and ranked choice voting would apply. Yes. And one of the things that could happen in ranked choice voting because we're voting for a person to be a representative in the electoral college, we may end up with a third party candidate that is not affiliated with any particular national party, but wins only and only runs in Massachusetts and wins the vote. So when they vote for the president, Massachusetts could be voting for someone that no other state had voted for. Exactly. Yep, you nailed it. And that would really mess up uh, or change the whole concept of traditional voting in America. It, it really would be. And, you know, I don't, I don't like to sound inflammatory, but ranked choice voting is almost Stalin-esque. You know, I mean, you, there's going to be more focus on who's counting the votes versus who's voting. And, um, you know, if we approve ranked choice voting, we would be replacing, you know, a long-held democratic principle of one person, one vote with a tortured, convoluted system of counting ballots. And one of the most important things in elections is that we have a fair and a fair result that people can understand how we arrived at that result. I find it really interesting that in places where it's been tried, it's been challenged. I mean, I am not of the persuasion that would tend to agree with Governor Jerry Brown or, da or Gavin Newsom, but they both have come out very strongly against ranked choice voting and they tried it in California. Um, the ACLU of Kansas, the uh, Massachusetts retirees have all come out against ranked choice voting because it's confusing. I don't really have a firm confidence in the people counting the ballots that they understand the process. Now, I have read this question over and over and over, and I've actually tried to draw it out on paper, and it, it, it doesn't make any sense. 
it it doesn't for something that is being advertised as simple right. uh, this certainly is one of the most complicated uh, uh ballot questions that you would ever uh, face or want to read and i would refer people to the massachusetts information for voters yes i refer people to that the actual ballot question is four pages long of technical <laughs> yes it is I don't um, want to have to pass the legislation to find out what's in it. Um, you know, I, I really think it's a manufactured issue for, you know, to, to come up with a, a desired result. I, I, you know, I really do. It's, if you can't follow from A to B to C in a, in a, in a, in a simple, understandable way, I think that the way ranked choice voting has been proposed is just is complicated unnecessarily so and as i said earlier it's it's fixing a problem that doesn't exist it says here the candidate has a lower active preference total than the candidate described in subparagraph a concluded ballot means a ballot that does not rank any continuing candidate contains an overvote at the highest continuing ranking or contains two or more sequential skipped ranking before its highest continuing ranking. Right? What does that mean? <laughs> and I have spoken personally. I, I, I have, um, I know personally a number of people that are pushing ranked choice voting and every time I try to pin them down to, okay, explain it to me. They're like, well, you vote for your first choice and your second choice and your third choice. I'm like, okay, I get that. Now explain the counting. And I mean, even the people that are pushing it, I, I dare say, are at odds with explaining how the counting goes. And I really think the rank, ranked choice voting is going to lead to you know, uncertainty and mistrust in the outcome. Let, let's get into the nitty gritty of the ballot. As I vision this, if there are like seven people uh, running for an office, yes. you, you, first you vote for the person you want to be elected and somehow you're going to uh, first vote for that person. Right. And and I just received this in the mail over the weekend. Okay. Okay. The information. Well, well, we're on the radio, so explain what you received I'm in so the mail. I'm so sorry. I forgot <laughs> about that. So over the weekend, I received important information from Massachusetts voters about ranked choice voting. And it has a very simple diagram of four candidates. First choice, second choice, third choice, fourth choice. It doesn't really go much further than that, you know, other than explaining how the actual counting happens. Um, I just, they're, they're calling it a fair, simple, and easy way to give voters more choice, more voice. There's nothing simple, fair, or um, what's the other word that they use here? Easy about oh. choice voting. <laughs> easy, <isn't> it? <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. So you, you vote first. And if that candidate actually does get 50% of the vote, they get elected. Yeah, I guess it has to be 50.1. It has to be a little over 50%. Okay, 50.1. Right. They, they do get elected. But if, if they receive... 49.9. Uh, 49.9. Yeah. And there are four other candidates that, that get split up that tenth of a percent or, you know, being a little more reasonable, if they get 90% of the, I mean, 49 
uh, 40% of the vote, the other candidates get 1% if there's so many of them running. Then you continually are voting for the next candidate that you believe you'd like to vote for. Right. And this can go on for, what, conceivably seven or eight times? Uh, uh, yeah, um, until using the formula contained in that four-page ballot question, which was in the booklet, eventually someone is going to reach 50.1%. And it may be the least qualified candidate on the ballot. And that's really the scary part. It truly sets up almost like a, um, a popularity contest. And that raises the other specter of campaign shenanigans. Now, let's say there is a candidate who is very poorly qualified for a particular position, but belongs to a favorite political party. So what has been hypothesized, which I have seen people suggest, is other candidates that are on the ballot may funnel their first choice votes to their colleague who they really want to see take the position, whether or not that, po that colleague is qualified for the job. I've been in involved in politics since I was 18 years old, and I kind of cut my teeth in Connecticut. That's, that's where I grew up. And I have seen what goes on behind that dirty curtain of politics. And I can certainly foresee a situation with ranked choice voting where there can be some real chicanery going on to force a, a, a candidate into position that is not qualified and that the voters genuinely didn't want. That combined with Citizens United, and let me explain Citizens United for a moment. The U.S. Supreme Court has decided that corporations uh, fall under the First Amendment of free speech, and corporations can exercise their free speech in elections by, by uh, funding uh, campaign ads or, uh, or, or ballot questions. Uh, and, and I gather that, uh, let me ask this, does ranked choice voting also apply to ballot questions? I haven't seen language that would apply ranked choice voting to ballot questions. Probably because it's a yes or no vote. Right. Okay. So uh, Citizens United will allow corporations to uh, locally, on a local basis or on a state basis, fund candidates uh, that may be uh, supporting, uh, in Massachusetts, we're having uh, ballot question number one, the right to repair, yes. uh, where corporations and automakers want to keep some of the information about the cost performance only unto themselves and not to other people. So they could actually put in a, a, num a candidate in a large race like we had in the uh, in uh, Franklin for our congressional race replacing uh, Mr. Kennedy, we had eight or nine uh, people running in the primary, uh, which really spread the vote out. And they could uh, back and fund and, and advertise for a candidate that they want to go to uh, uh, Congress to support, not allowing people to uh, 
uh, tamper with the information in the car. Sure. So though the, the Citizens uh, United Plus, this uh, format of voting for uh, people that you're probably not even familiar with right. uh, uh, at some point and uh, really helping them get, get elected. Uh, a candidate that really uh, only maybe two, three, or five percent of the registered voters uh, of the area would be electing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, there's only one state that has adopted this, and that's the state of Maine. Yes. Have uh, they actually it, used this yet? They have. Um, there was a, uh, oh gosh, there was a candidate that had received a plurality of the votes. And I'm not gonna say the candidate's name of the office because those are details that I'm not familiar with. However, I do know that there was a candidate that received, I wanna say 49% of the, of the vote using ranked choice voting. The candidate that came in, I believe third overall actually ended up taking that seat. And I believe that the plurality candidate has filed a lawsuit challenging that result. Also, Maine just received a couple of weeks ago permission to use ranked choice voting on the presidential. So that will be very interesting to see what happens on the presidential side in Maine. Now, this is all going to be subject to, to court challenges so Maine is really a state to watch as far as ranked choice voting goes. I like to say you never really want to be the first in something, uh, particularly the first one in uh, maybe uh, new drugs and in, in choosing to, to use new drugs. And you might not want to be the first one in buying a new type of car that just came out on the market like a Kia. Right. <laughs> I know so, we have a new bridge being built in the and uh, over here on the western part of the state, and 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 one of the quote unquote selling points was that it's the first of its kind in the Commonwealth, and I'm thinking I would have rather been like the third or fourth of its kind. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> right. So, but you know, uh, hopes are high that it's going to be a a positive for our infrastructure. <laughs> That one isn't down near the Connecticut border, is it? it yeah, it's it's actually the bridge. It, when you would bring up the Big E, it's the bridge that feeds back and forth between West Springfield and Agawam that is a very highly traveled bridge during the Big E. Uh, it's coming out beautifully, by the way. I think it's going to be a real asset to our region, so I'm pretty happy with it. Well, mentioning uh, the court system, uh, uh, it, has has there been uh, papers filed uh, in the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court to review uh, this proposed law? Because they do make judgments before something is actually enacted. I don't believe papers have been file, filed before the SJC. However, the uh, our Attorney General, our State Attorney General, gave it the green light. She said it passed muster, which I don't get because if you read the Massachusetts Constitution, it says the complete opposite. So I think even my, my fervent hope is that the no on two is a resounding no on two. And in the unfortunate event that yes on two pulls out a win, 
I'm really uh, looking forward to there being a court challenge to that provision. But right now we're really stressing the education of, you know, the, 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 the faultiness of, of this proposal of ranked choice voting. I mean, they're so well funded. I think the yes on two people have something like $5 million in their war chest. And, and we're just a group of grassroots citizens organically trying to get our, our message out that, that this, is, this is not the road you want to go down. Any idea where the major funding is coming from for the five million? You know, I know that there's a um, there is a schematic, um, and what I can do is I can there's a website that has the schematic, and I'm sorry, I actually did not print it out, but yes, and you might be able to find it on the um, Office of Campaign Finance website because I believe that all needs to be reported to the Commonwealth. I, I think it would be particular in person's interest to see where the funding comes from, because that is going to indicate what kind of candidates you're going to have in the future and, and who believes that this uh, adoption of this ballot will favor. Right. And this is, I have to point out also, this is not a Democrat issue or a Republican issue. It's an American fairness issue. Granted, there are very strong powerhouses that are on the Democrat side that are supporting yes on two. Both of our senators, I think our entire congressional delegation, as I said, our um, our attorney general is, 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 you know, in favor of it. I shouldn't say she's in favor of it. Our attorney general approved it to be on the ballot. Like I say, in, in, in places where it's been used in past, it's they're they're looking at getting rid of it. I mean, Minneapolis, St. Paul, that's another location that, that wants to get rid of it. Aspen, Colorado, Burlington, Vermont. Um, like I say, both California governors, Gavin Newsom and, uh, and Jerry Brown, um, they have said that ranked choice voting is confusing and does not lead to the greater democracy as promised. If anything, it takes it away. It, 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 uh... It absolutely uh, seems to do that. Rank rank choice uh, voting is in Massachusetts is supported by a Democratic Party uh, that has been how do I say it? Uh, they've eliminated uh, having invocations at their conventions, and they've eliminated having benedictions at their conventions. Uh, they have uh, supported uh, very uh, new liberal causes um, that probably are not consistent with the rest of the Democratic Party throughout the United States. And, and they are uh, probably uh, unique in their uh, w what they adopt as their convention program or uh, issues or uh, what is it called platform platform right. mm -hmm. their, their their democratic platform is probably uh, not not the same as the rest of the democratic uh, state platforms throughout the country well uh, CC uh, is there something that we haven't covered uh, that you'd like to point out about uh, the voting? Well, I tell you, I think I think we've just about covered everything that I that I wanted to touch upon. Um, 
you know, just, just I, I implore people to not give up their one person, one vote rights under the Massachusetts Constitution. And, you know, I, I really, um, I, I don't see any, any good coming from this, uh, this complicated method of counting votes. I think it's going to lead to a lot of mistrust, uncertainty in the outcome. And, uh, you know, if, if people are concerned that we are electing people with less than 50% of the overall vote, many other locations will do a, a runoff election. They'll narrow it down to the top two vote getters and schedule you know, a runoff election. It, that's not unheard of. That's widely done throughout the United States. And uh, I mean, if Massachusetts does not have a runoff election policy or, or uh, system in place right now, but maybe that's something that we need to look at. But I do firmly believe that this ranked choice voting is just the wrong road to go down. Let me thank you for coming on the program. Uh, the election is on uh, November third. first Tuesday in November. What is that? The third. Yes, and interestingly enough, technically it's the first Tuesday after the first Monday, which means that we can never have an election day on November first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that much of a political geek that I know that little bit of trivia. <laughs> the and uh, voting uh, in Massachusetts starts early. It starts. Uh, uh, two weeks before that, on October seventeenth, yes. I believe. Yes. yes, early voting. Um, there are people that have applied for mail-in ballots, and those ballots they should be coming in the mail this week for mail-in ballots. If I could just make one quick plug for the mail-in ballots. Now, if people feel that they really need to do a mail-in ballot, God bless you. Do your ballots, make your vote. But I implore you, hand deliver those ballots to your city clerk. It's not hard. If, if, if you're genuinely concerned about even leaving your house, you know, maybe have a trusted family member, or I, I'm sure at this point in time, people are at least leaving their houses. So <laughs> um, I just, you want to make sure your voice is heard, your vote counts. And the best way to do that is to hand deliver it yourself. Most Cities and towns have drop boxes that are secured. You can drop your ballot in that lockbox and it will be counted. And I know because my daughter did a mail-in ballot during the primaries. You know, I have every confidence that she dropped it off at the town hall here in Agawam and I have every confidence that her vote got counted. You also can follow your mail-in ballots uh, via a computer uh, yes. with the town clerk. And if if your mail-in ballot has not been checked off or accepted by the town clerk, then you can also go and vote at the polls. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, kind of the gold standard is to go and vote in person, wear your mask, socially distance. Those, those polls are constantly sanitized. The cities and towns, the clerks, they, they, they don't want to pass along any virus or they don't want to get sick themselves and they don't want the the community to get sick. So I can tell you, I have seen it, at least here in my town, the lengths to which the uh, election officials are going to
to keep things clean, safe, and sanitized. I thank you, Cecilia Calabrese. Uh, this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents talking about ranked choice voting. Uh, I hope you uh, consider the issue and uh, tell other people, uh, make them aware that there is a ballot question uh, on, uh, on voting uh, here in Massachusetts. Uh, thank you so again, much. and I uh, hope to talk to you in, in the future on other issues. Look forward to it. Thank you, Frank.